This is a HeadGum Podcast. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Research and developed for three years uh, to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that come in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, pomegranate. They also have lozenges uh, that come in cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, and even in the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription of Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. The complete guide to everything listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code guide to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum and lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code guide at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer, warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co and be sure you use that promo code guide. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, I got a full belly and I'm ready to go. What's it full of? Pizza. And I have a question. Okay. I walked here. Hopefully the question is, would I like some pizza? Would you like some pizza? Yes. Okay. We've established uh-huh. it. I walked here uh-huh. heroically in right. the 83 degree heat. Yeah. Even after the sun went down, still hot. Yeah. I mean, the sun was still up when I walked. It, well, I it's walked down here. now and it it's is. still kind of hot. I was like, you know what? I haven't eaten dinner yet. You know what I'll get? I'll get a slice on the way. Mm-hmm. So I got, I stopped at a classic pizzeria New York, and I got a slice, mm-hmm. and I got it not heated up. Right, as is, as is. Mm-hmm. Is that what really, the, our, our friend Dan used to, <laughs> yeah. used to go to pizzerias and be like, "I'll just have a slice as is." Uh, I mean, I say it that way, and it always they get yeah. it. They know, like, I never get a like, huh. Yeah. So I got it as is. Uh huh. Got it on a paper plate. Yeah. Continued my walk and ate as I walked. Yeah. How do you feel about that? What? Eating while. Yeah, I wa- eating a slice of pizza while walking you're, down the street. No, you're a. Yeah, you're a weirdo. I know you've said that. I've mentioned to you in the past, like when I've met up with you or something, like, oh, I got a slice on win. You, you've been disgusted with me. Like you come from a different culture where that's rude. I. I just think it's awkward. Number That's one, in Japan, you can't walk and eat. That's it's considered rude. Is that true? Yeah. Are you? Is that where you picked up this? Uh, maybe. Why do you think it's considered rude? I mean, I think in Japan, it's just because like everything's very clean, so it's like ah, uh, you could like get crumbs on the street or whatever. <laughs> You're kind of about crumbs on the street? Uh, I mean, yeah, look. sounds like a wonderland. They, they've got a, uh, you know, a glass window uh, or a broken window type uh, uh, 
way of seeing, uh, you know, street pollution over there. Right. And it's if if even crumbs get on the street, then eventually that's going to lead to hypodermic needles just all over the place. Right. And that's uh, and I, filth I can see that and happen. grime. No, I mean, well, it's funny that you're attacking me for even just asking questions <laughs> when you always talk about I'm how much. I'm not attacking you for asking questions. I'm attacking you for your previous statements on this topic. I, I, I don't know if, if I've ever been on record saying that it was like gross or, or whatever uh-huh. you're trying to say. I just think it's awkward to try to eat a meal while walking down the street. I also think that mm. as a true New Yorker, if you're walking down the street, you know what you should be doing? Walking down the goddamn street. <laughs> you shouldn't be on your phone. Like, yeah. you, you should be, if you're, if you're going to be doing something other than getting to your destination, Pull over and do what you need to do, and then and then get back. On but the you sidewalk. can eat pizza while keeping an eye on your surroundings. It's, it's not the same as a phone. I'm not staring at the pizza the whole time I'm eating it as much as I would well, like to. You, 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 you take the slice and you miss. You get it right in all over your <laughs> nose. You get sauce all over your nose. Um, yeah, I, I, it, it's not the same as I know what you're saying, but it's not the same as. Do you think you walk slower when you're eating a slice of pizza? Yeah, because I'm enjoying the pizza. See, walk and- around me, go around. I put my uh, hazards on, <laughs> let them know. I think, and I think there's no better uh, type of food to eat than uh, a pizza uh, while walking. Yeah. In terms of like what could be considered a meal, like a Snickers bar is is definitely okay, right? I, but I'm saying like food, food, like prepared yeah. food. Yeah, uh, meatball sub, meatball. You're gonna get meatballs all over the place. <laughs> no meatball sub is too hard to guarantee that you're not gonna dribble. Okay. Um. Hmm. And it and it's what about kinda... like a drier sandwich than a meatball <sighs> sub, like a like a turkey. Like a, a turkey and Swiss on a roll. Mm, is it a soft roll? It's a it's a standard. I think as long as it's like a softish roll, that's okay. You're worried about crumbs from a. From I'm worried. I'm, a... I'm still worried about crumbs as always, <laughs> but I'm worried too if it's like a very hard sandwich. Is somebody gonna have to like turn their head to to rip through the bread? And when they do that, taking their eyes off of uh, the road, you know, taking their eyes off of what they should what be paying you, what attention to. What if you have, if, you, if you're eating the New York slice mm-hmm. the appropriate way. Yeah. And, and a, hard, it. a hard bread, I'd also be worried about choking. <laughs> well, what about the mozzarella cheese, Tom? Oh, well, mozzarella sticks, no way. Don't right. walk and yeah. eat mozzarella sticks. Oh, you know what? On the pizza, as long as you're getting it as is, mm-hmm. it's not going to be all stringy. Exactly, yeah. It's going to be that congealed and not, <laughs> yeah, just not very oily, tasty. But <laughs> now I like that more. I don't like my pizza too. St- I don't like the cheese too stretchy. Sometimes it's it's uh, ridiculous. You think I like the cheese stretchy? Though? Yeah, that's what, what are you it sounds like. Me? You think I like making more of them? I don't know. One? You like mozzarella sticks so much. I like mozzarella sticks when like. Uh, it's you know they've cooled down and it's mostly like eating a uh, like a polio string cheese that's been <laughs> that's deep been breaded yeah. and deep fried. Um, but yeah, I think it's fine to eat a slice of pizza walking down the street. Too. Okay, thank you. If I saw I you in the permission. street, I wouldn't have pushed you over or anything like that or, or called I mean, the you police. Probably would have for other reasons. You call the police on everybody that that <laughs> isn't doing exactly. <laughs> They're getting crumbs. Tim, you're gonna get me uh, canceled.
Yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> um, Tim, I was thinking a lot this week. Uh, if I can talk about something I'd like to talk this about. Is another cancel culture rant. <laughs> I mean, a little bit, I guess, because here's my question. I, I mean, I watched a video and it kind of had the answer to my question. But uh, why don't we have airships anymore? Airships? Yeah, like more, blimps? Yeah, more, more blimps and stuff. Tom, can I tell you something? What? <laughs> have you are you secretly investing in a project that i'm going to be interested I've been to hear thinking about? about this a lot for the first time ever mm-hmm. this last weekend i watched the film uh indiana jones and oh, the last yeah. crusade yeah when they're on that blimp it looks amazing yeah i mean yeah it's run by nazis but like <laughs> right. forget about that part yeah like you're talking <laughs> about you're talking part, about a like non-Nazi blimp, right? <laughs> right. That you wanna that you wanna fly yes, around. Yes, I in. guess I I forgot that it's actually a Nazi blimp, and maybe I shouldn't have immediately said, "Yeah, it's great. It looks like it's so much fun." Right. It looked luxurious. Yes, if it didn't have if it wasn't adorned with the swastika. Exactly. And, yeah, um, it didn't have and the, people asking for papers and yeah. all that. No ticket. He yeah. says about the guy when he throws him out. Yeah, it's very funny. Um, he's then, a bold man, that Indiana Jones. He sure is, Tim. That's why they made a bunch of motion pictures about yeah. him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it just because the Hindenburg? Kind of. Uh, well, the Hindenburg, like, basically, they, they figured out after the Hindenburg. Like, and what's ah. the difference between a blimp and a dirigible? Um, there's like a few different things and yeah. it mostly depends on, I think like the frame, if it's like a rigid frame, a semi-rigid frame or a non-rigid frame. Sorry, I asked. <laughs> um, but basically they can use either hydrogen, which is dangerous because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was going to say if it gets wet, but that's the gremlins. If it gets a spark near it, uh, it can, it can all, uh, go up in flames right. like the Hindenburg. So, so, um, so there's no smoking. No smoking. Uh, or uh, helium. But I believe the problem is helium's uh, a lot more expensive. Yeah. Isn't there a helium shortage? Don't we like not? Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Basically, helium apparently is a non-renewable resource, which I think means like once we use it up, it's just like, well, that's it. Helium is now extinct. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a way to make helium. I remember hearing that a few years ago and getting so alarmed, <laughs> way more alarmed than I've ever gotten about like climate change <laughs> you're like all right enough is enough we yeah. need to do something we, we need, need to, balloons god damn it we need to cut back on everything well and uh i think also at least in balloons the- just filled with air those are the worst balloons. <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> Ugh, screw those unless you got like a whole room of them you got a whole that's yeah kind of maybe fun. i don't know <laughs> still depressing um no, I think the other problem with helium is that like the U.S. government subsidizes it, so it's like way cheaper than it actually Why would, would be. Why would they do that? Just I for tanks because, for freaking because birthday the, clowns? The, the bir- yeah, the birthday clown union, Tim, and the the birthday balloon lobbyists. You know, they're all over uh, Washington D.C. Big birthday, big birthday. <laughs> and guess what? That's what they they offer to uh, the various Congress. Uh, hey, uh, how would you like a big birthday? Hey, how would you like a big birthday? We can get you a balloon so big, you oh boy, you don't want to let you you wouldn't want me to let go of it because you'd fly off. <laughs> and then it's like kind of a threat too. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, just like a veil. And they're like, oh, hey. You know, and then somebody's like, is that a threat? They're like, hey, I'm just kidding. It's a helium joke. <laughs> you know, and then the congressman. Hey, they- have, a slice, have a slice of cake. <laughs> then the congressman Relax. feels like, oh, I'm in on it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so... I, I believe that's the case that we just can't make more helium, but helium uh, is a lot safer. Right. But they're talking about that they want to use hydrogen that they can put blimps all the way up in the stratosphere. No, I don't want that. <laughs> no, listen, with cargo and okay. that it, it's like 90 percent, uh, you know, less bad. For the environment, uh, shipping stuff that way, right? Then, like a container ship, it uses ninety percent less uh, energy or whatever, because yeah. it's just kind of like riding the current in the stratosphere. And also, it's like if you know China to California, it's like, well, yeah. And if the balloon pops, a it's, I think when it's up it'll there, just <laughs> it'll just probably get make faster. it to California anyway. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's like uh, hydrogen at altitude isn't as uh as flammable so i think that wouldn't be a concern but also it's like it's over the ocean so if you know it it uh something goes wrong it's just gonna fall in the ocean yeah or you might you know (laughs) you'll get a hot tv everywhere how'd this get so cheap fell off a blimp fell out of a blimp i found it in the ocean the ocean um Well, that was, I was like, well, but they, but they also want to do, uh, uh, travel blimps. Like, uh, I think it's, it's only like Like the one that you loved so much from, (laughs) from Indiana Jones, Alaska. It's only like, uh, I think a few years away, they're taking reservations for this, uh, like luxury blimp ride to like the North pole. Mm -hmm. Uh, and like, and the interior looks like a modern version of the of, Polar Express? No, of, <laughs> of the the Nazi uh, right again uh, blimp without from, the no. Nazi it had a lot. No, it had a lot of the iconography. Yeah, Yikes. Uh, unfortunately, um, they they were they were sticking a little too close to the formula. They yeah. didn't know what it meant. Uh, no, it it looked like a beautiful like a like a yacht, like a luxury hmm. yacht would look. Would people like us be able to? No, no, it's like. I mean, it wasn't like insanely out of reach, but it was like the I want to say it was like tens of thousands of dollars. Like, obviously, you would never want to spend that kind of money, but it wasn't like a million dollars. Right. Um, Wouldn't it be cool if the billionaires got into a like a blimp off instead of all that? Like if they became obsessed with blimp travel. Yeah. And this had like a little uh, um, uh, little cabins, you know, you get for yourself Mm -hmm. when you're up there. Well, I'm kind of surprised. Sleeper car. Because they, they, this thing I was watching, they were saying like, uh, that it's actually a faster way to travel in a lot of trips just because you can like take off and land anywhere. Hmm. So you like, you don't need a runway. So like, yeah, if you're some billionaire, you can be like, oh yeah, I have a, you know, football field in my backyard. I'll also keep my blimp, not even keep it, but just land and take yeah. off from there. Like they do with their helicopters. Yeah. That basically it could it could replace trips that would be like half helicopter, half airplane, because like overall it would still be a shorter amount of time. Uh, and like, it looks really cool. And it's like quiet. You're yeah. up there. It's not it seems so peaceful. Yeah. Uh, but I was thinking, I was like, ah, but like, 
All you need is like one guy with a sniper rifle to, you know, shoot a hole through it. Then I was like, well, I guess like you can't shoot planes either. Like planes aren't built to like, and then, and we, uh, you know, Boeing comes out like we built this plane so good. If a, a maniac with a sniper rifle shoots it from his backyard, it won't even crash probably. I mean, it won't though, right? No, I don't. Well, I If you hit it in the right place, it might. I mean, not if it's flying at altitude. Right. And I mean, that's the same thing for these blimps. Like, I don't think they fly high enough that you could hit them with a bullet. They fly higher than you'd be, be able to hit them. Yeah, with yeah. A yeah, the okay. bullet wouldn't be able to reach them. Right. Uh, I'm just concerned. It, it's. I feel like it'll take like an hour or two to get to the altitude, right? No, it climbs super quick. Really? Like, it's actually kind of scary well, looking. Well, now, now I'm afraid. Now I don't want to get in one of these <laughs> it, it climbs at like, I don't know, like a 45 degree angle. Like, it looks kind of crazy. Why did we not do this episode about blimps? There, I have so many more questions. <laughs> well, well, I'm sure you don't have the answers to this. <laughs> I was going to say, the reason why we didn't, Tim, is because that's it. I'm tabbed out on what I know about blimps. Tom, come in, have a seat. Yes. Oh, I'm being interviewed for a job. Yeah. Uh, this episode's about come, job interviews. We, nobody says come in, have a seat. That's like when you get called into the principal's office. What do you office. mean? Not the have way you ever you're been s- on a job interview? The way you're please saying sit it, down. No, people are nice usually. They're like, yeah, they're like, hey, please sit down. <laughs> they're not like, hey, please sit down. But they're nicer. You're saying it in a very stern tone. Oh, come on in, have a seat. I was smiling. Oh, okay. I, it was a little low energy, but yeah. Well, maybe you've been th- you've been doing a lot of interviews today. Yeah, exactly. Tom, have you? Uh, have you been on both sides of the job interview process? Yes, but I've not been on either side in a very long time now. Yeah. But don't worry, that won't stop me from giving uh, advice. <laughs> advice for new grads. Condescending about- <laughs> advice, probably. Um, yeah. Uh, do you? All right. Do you like the process on either side of it? No. I hate both of it i've been on both sides yeah um i you know i think the ideal place to be is mm-hmm. to have one job your whole life right and not and, rise and to a level the boss exactly and not rise to a <laughs> level where you have enough ar- responsibility where you're conducting job interviews yeah because once you well and that's the interesting thing like once you get to uh a certain point uh like job interviews change. They're they're like way less formal. They're way less formal, but then way more involved. Yeah. When it's like executives and stuff. Like I just remember uh working at jobs where it was like, oh, we're you know, the, the they're gonna hire a new like C level executive. So like each of the current C-level executives is gonna like go out to dinner with a bunch of different people and go out for drinks and Go on a weekend with their family. Yeah, they have to go like turkey hunting. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. All these things, and then be and like I know about these because I would get roped into them sometime. Where what you're not, you were. Not. I know. I was like, you know, the lowest level employee to like uh, to like get people drinks to, and stuff. No, and like 
clean no, their I think, shoes. I think it was probably mostly mostly to be like, let's see if he like treats this guy like shit because like this guy seems really great. We're but gonna maybe... bring a real Poindexter here and see if he gets bullied. <laughs> we're we're gonna bring a guy in that's gonna annoy this man. So it was like a it was a regular Mr. Bean situation <laughs> that I was often brought into to see if uh, somebody would finally. <laughs> lose their cool after uh putting up with a half hour of my antics <laughs> you got like you were like uh, an ernest p Worrell uh kind of <laughs> character yeah uh, you know like somehow i had inadvertently like you know push a man's wife out of a window and she would land in a you know a, a horse trough down below <laughs> uh, various things of that nature yeah i mean these are all typical job interview <laughs> yeah. things that we're talking well, but about. i'm saying i've i've uh never really been on well I, like i said i've i've been like brought along on some of those like hey i'm like going to the bar to meet this guy like you know why don't you come um but i've but i've never been interviewed that way right yeah, the, oh, the only interviews that I've ever been through are gauntlets of, Yeah. all right, you are going to come to an office mm-hmm. for seven hours one day, <laughs> and you're going to meet with 15 people. Yeah. And they're all going to ask you kind of the same questions. Right. And then they're all going to go, so do you have any questions for me? Yeah. It's just like, I don't know, I just asked like, 13 other people a whole bunch of questions i'm kind of ta- i know all the answers yeah I know, I know everything i don't have any more questions yeah i've had those interviews where yeah by the end i've asked all the questions i have so then i'm like uh so like what temperature do you guys like <laughs> to keep this office at because you're a sad of things to ask yeah uh, i guess you could ask the same question of multiple people but yeah. then it's just like I don't know. It's fake. Yeah. The, the last guy answered it. Yeah. The last guy told me if if there are any babes working here yeah. or not. And that the <laughs> temperatures kept at a, a nice uh, 72. Yeah. So I guess those are all my. Yeah. Usually I say, well, I asked the last guy about the temperature and if there are any babes here. So I don't think I have uh, many questions for you. That way they know that you're, you've covered all your bases. Yeah. Uh, and uh, does this company drug test? That's my other question. Um, <sighs> Tom, my life would have been a lot different if uh-huh. uh, I didn't think that the Blockbuster video <laughs> was going to make me pee in front of another person. <laughs> which is why you why you never got a job at Blockbuster Video, <laughs> which you now think has held back your career. <laughs> I don't know. I just think of uh, it would have been it would have been fun to work at a Blockbuster. I'd be yeah. I'd be uh, it would have been your in it's a Hollywood at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been, I would have been like, oh, I've learned the stru- the screenplay structure, mm-hmm. and now I can take that to Hollywood and then and write tell them the next uh, how to write a screenplay book. Hunting. <laughs> well, uh, I could have been the next Matt and Ben. <laughs> um, did you? Did you interview at Blockbuster? I went to the kiosk and they said, are you willing to uh, to drug? I put in all my information. Uh-huh. I don't think it was a rigorous uh, no. process. Uh, and I put it in and they were like. Man, that must uh, have been like early for like interview kiosks too. Yeah. Um, and they were like, I, I didn't do drugs and right. they were just like would you be willing to submit to a drug test? oh like, i thought it was like because you were like ah, i like smoke pot 
No, it was like, like it was I, like, oh, I don't want to have pee to in front of somebody. Yeah, like because what I thought would happen would be like a guy would be like, all right, take out your your private parts and <laughs> I'm gonna watch and you pee, pee, the- and pee behind the counter. You're a blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Tim, so. you can't got one of those uh, prosthetic penises that they sell for uh, if you have to cheat on a drug test. It wouldn't matter. That's not that that. <laughs> It was the awkwardness. Well, of, like it doesn't matter if it was a real or fake <laughs> thing. Yeah. It, 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 what concerned me was like I just thought it'd be awkward. I'd have to like make small talk with this. This person would probably be like my boss. Right. It's like I see yeah, this nah. person every day. <laughs> so you didn't really understand how they drug test. No, I did a drug test once when I tried to get a job working for Coca Cola. Right. Uh, before they were like, before they realized. We hired this guy. He's going to drink all the soda. Yeah. Um, or you just like, oh, I'll get paid in, soda. in the sweet, sweet brown No, stuff. I was hoping to get paid, but then steal a lot of right. soda. Um, you ever steal from your employer, Tom? No. Uh, I I was actually thinking about this the other... Well, I was thinking about it because I was telling you about that heist thing that I watched. Right. <laughs> Would you like me to explain no, that again? You, no, you did it for hours. Um. But I was thinking about it, and I was like, "No, nah, I've like never really stolen. I've never stolen anything of consequence from an employer." But I was asking that as a gotcha question, where uh-huh. you'd be like, "Oh, come on, stop accusing me of this." You answered it very honestly. Yeah, of course, you've never stolen from an employer. Oh, I don't know. A lot of people steal from a lot of places. But I was gonna say, I uh, like when I worked in a store, had like. I never stole any like product or whatever, mm-hmm. but I knew like which manager to go to, to ask for like a price on like an open box thing. Right. And like, I got some things at prices and I was also a manager. So then I would sell that person something yeah. <laughs> at prices that like, I don't know if you'd be able to call the cops on this, but, <laughs> but certainly it wouldn't look good on a balance sheet. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I would like to call the cops on you the way that you do about anybody getting <laughs> well, crumbs Jesus. on the street in front of your building. Now, now, uh, now, I'm never going to be able to uh, go on a job interview. What if somebody invites me in for a job interview, Tim? And they're like, "All right, well, first things first, let me to listen to every episode of this guy's podcast." Well, they'd probably be like, "Well, job interviews. Let me see what he has to say yeah, about that." Exactly. Fuck, I really didn't think this through, Tim. What if I do need a job? Well, I'll take it down. I mean, all, you, all say, you said was that you didn't, em- you didn't steal from your employer. No, I just colluded with other employees to dramatically mark down prices. All right, so you're not going to get a job in retail. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to go back to retail anyway. No. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm uh, sabotaging myself here, Tim. I kind of do. I want. You want to go back to retail? I want to. You want? You want? You still want that job at Blockbuster Video? No. You know what? I think this. This is a. This is. I keep finding like new definitions of uh, midlife crises. <laughs> Why are you looking them up? No, no. Like in my life, like it's just like oh, okay. I'll, I'll be like, oh, you know what? I feel like I feel like uh, having a Corvette and uh no, um, no, 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 no. That's that's it. Like. And a, and a 19 like year that. old girlfriend. <laughs> um, it's it's like I I don't want a 19 year old girlfriend. I want to be 19 in that like <laughs> it's like no I want nobody to expect anything from me. Right. And it's just be like I want to clock in for a job where like nobody really cares what I do. 
Yeah. Um, and all I care about is uh, what party I'm going to. Like, I want my 19-year-old life. Again. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, I guess that's what people like approaching 40 always think. Like, yeah. oh, fuck. Yeah, you'll, uh, you'll get cool over it. The cool part of my life is done. <laughs> you'll get over it, Tim. I'm sure, you know, as you get older and older, you'll be like, nah, it wasn't that great, I guess. You know what? I think I might come to, I, I think, you know, you, have to, you always well, have I mean, to be there, looking forward, there, Tom. Well, yeah. And there are, uh, I mean, you're you're talking about like the best parts of being 19. But yeah. like, if you sit and think through all of it. You're yeah, like, I was happy. Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, maybe I wouldn't want to yeah. uh, be that age again. Yeah. Um, did you ever interview at like, uh, you know, like stores, like places in the mall or anything yeah, like blockbuster that? Blockbuster freaking video. Well, but beyond Blockbuster video. Um, Old Navy okay. one time. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Did, and uh, they told you, you don't have the look. You don't have the Old Navy look. You look like shit in cargo jeans. <laughs> I looked good in cargo jeans. Um, not even cargo jeans. Cargo, cargo pants. pants. Wow, well, I'm giving away my next idea. You could like hold so much in those pockets. What were we thinking? What what were we even carrying? No, they're around? coming back. Because nowadays we do actually have a bunch of stuff to like hold in our what? phones. The, yeah, that fits in your regular pocket. You don't need a big cargo pocket. What if I've got a huge phone and a tablet? And a, a Wi-Fi hotspot and a, a drone. I need pockets for all these yeah, things. Yeah, drone. I didn't a ba- a battery it. pack and then another battery pack, an extra one for the drone. I went into the back of the Old Navy, right, where they had a bunch of us. <laughs> and you were so horrified seeing how the sausage was made that you were like, oh, I can't work here. Blah! I went to the back of the Old Navy <laughs> and they had a, a, a few of us there. It's mm-hmm. like a roundtable interview. And then they were just asking us multiple choice questions. Like, if you mm. see someone stealing from Old Navy, <laughs> oh, like man. another coworker from Old Navy, would you, A, confront them privately and try to convince them not to steal? B, immediately tell a manager. <laughs> hint, um, hint. Yeah, or C, just ignore it. It's none of your business. And, like, I tried to answer them honestly the way that like me a compassionate non-narc would yeah like, yeah i think i'd be able to to convince them not to do it and uh explain to them why it's wrong and uh i think it's and like they're like that's, that's bullshit but uh, i still got the job yeah oh you you probably thought like i'll say this and they'll think he oh this guy's actually no, management I, material. I wasn't i also <laughs> didn't want to in front of all these other people who were like some of them were scumbags yeah. and i wanted to think uh I was cool, right? They were yeah. my fellow scumbags. Uh, no, they were they were my fellow uh, interviewees. Right, right. And I was like, I don't want to be like, oh yeah, I'd turn this oh, guy into to you, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like, I tried to be kind of cool about it, and also like, at, even at the time, I was like, fuck old navy, I don't care. <laughs> I think <laughs> well, everybody should oh, steal geez. from old well, navy. It sounds like you're not going to get a job at old navy. They now, gave Tim. me a job at old navy. Well, they're not going to. I, I doubt that offer's still open. <laughs> it's not still open. Because they gave me a job, and then I I didn't want it, so I just uh, didn't show up for my first shift. Yeah, <laughs> they called me up so angry, <laughs> and I was just like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I'm not gonna ever come in." Sorry. Uh, I'm surprised. Well, I could see them being angry if like somebody that day was like supposed to train you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, I don't like. I when I worked in retail, we had that happen occasionally, yeah. and it was just like. 
Oh, well, uh, like, who knows what happened to that person, but, uh, like they never, at least they didn't come, at least they didn't do this on their second day after they had like filled out their paperwork and stuff. Now off to steal some open box items. This episode is sponsored by Ned. Tom, you know me. Mm-hmm. A little bit of an anxious person. And an anxious Andy. A little bit of an anxious Andy. And you know what I do? I take some CBD, mm-hmm. and and that helps with it. It helps me be less anxious. Yeah, mellows you out a bit. Yeah. Takes the edge off. Here's the thing, though. The CBD market has become extremely saturated over the last few years. It seems like you can now buy CBD in almost every coffee shop, grocery store, and even online via Facebook and Instagram ads. So you got to be careful where you get your CBD, because just like with low-quality alcohol, mm-hmm. low-quality CBD can have undesired effects. Can I tell you a story about that? Sure. It's a short story. Okay. But I got these CBD gummy bears once. Uh-huh. Turned out the company was using uh, synthetic uh, like THC in it, like real bad stuff. Yikes. Yeah, because I didn't know where it, where it was coming from. Yeah, guess what? The CBD brand I trust is Ned. Yeah. Ned produces some of the highest quality CBD available in the world. Ned produces several quality full-spectrum hemp oil products extracted from organically grown hemp plants, all sourced from an independent farmer named Jonathan in Paonia, Colorado. Beautiful place. Do you know that guy? I don't know that guy. Yeah, it's beautiful. Hey, go Google image search Paonia, Colorado. Yeah. You'll you'll see beauty uh, you've never seen before. It's true. These products that Ned offers are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. They are chock-full of premium CBD and a full spectrum of active can- cannabinoids. cannabinoids. You're right. not a scientist like me. It's understandable. Guess what? Cannabinoids, uh, terpenes, <laughs> flavonoids, and trichomes. <laughs> These are all words that I use in my day-to-day life, which is why I'm so good at saying Yeah, it shows. Ned's full spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I said full spectrum. spectrum a few times in the last minute. Ned's full spectrum hemp oil nourishes the body's uh, endocannabinoid system. You got it. To, I, I know what it is. It's you know I I just read it so often. I know and write yeah, it. Yeah, so right. Uh huh. Um, to offer functional support for stress, sleep, inflammation, and balance. I want to talk about two products that Ned offers. Number one is Sleep Blend. Over fifty million Americans suffer from sleep disorders, and many are prescribed sleeping pills or other over-the-counter nonsense. Uh, Ned's Sleep Blend blends CBN, a powerful cannabinoid. Did I say that right? Cannabinoid. Cannabinoid. <laughs> That that promotes sleep (laughs) with 750 milligrams of CBD made from the world's purest, single-source, full-spectrum hemp oil and organic and wild-crafted botanicals used in traditional medicine to foster rest. I take that stuff at night from Ned. Puts me out like like a light. Yeah. Like a log I sleep. Number two is full-spectrum hemp oil. De-stress your wellness routine with a single all-natural remedy for your mind and body. 
Ned's Full Spectrum Hemp Oil is pure, potent, and crafted from hemp flowers grown organically on a small, independent farm in Paonia, Colorado. We told you about that earlier. Mm -hmm. Use it daily to support better sleep, reduced anxiety, and pain relief. And here's, look, they got full transparency over there, and uh, they share third-party lab reports, who farms their products. I hear it's a guy named Jonathan. Mm -hmm. Um, And their extraction process, all right there on their website. And Ned's CBD products have over 1,500 five-star reviews, and they work with incredible partners within the medical field, Tom, like some of your favorites, Dr. Caroline Leaf, mm-hmm. Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and Dr. Will Cole. Yeah, I know them. If you want to check Colleagues out- Colleagues of mine. Yeah. Cannabinoids. You got it. If you want to check out Ned and try their full-spectrum hemp oil or sleep blend for yourself, we have a special offer for the Complete Guide to Everything audience. Go to www.helloned.com slash guide and enter guide at checkout for 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription order. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D dot com slash guide to get 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription order. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring our program and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out betterhelp.com slash guide. Life is full of stressors. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have. Your life is probably stressful. Tom, yeah. I, I have know. it all in my life stressful. I know. I mean, in this day and age, sometimes that's more going money on, or more problems. Just reading the news stresses me out. Oh, yeah. I uh, I wake up every morning, I look at the New York Times app on my phone. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, why did I do this? Now I'm stressed <laughs> out. Look, you may not be feeling down and out and depressed or like you're at a total loss, but if your stress is high, your temper is shorter than usual, mm-hmm. or even if you're starting to feel strain in any of your relationships, you could probably use the chance to unload. Unload the stress and get it out. Talk to someone who's completely unbiased about your life, someone who isn't going to judge you or take sides on anything. When there are things you can't tell anyone or feel like you can't unload to family and friends, you need to unload it, and that's what therapy can be. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain from it. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Complete Guide to Everything listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com guide. That's BetterHelp. B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash guide. Before we move off of like uh, uh, retail job interviews, perhaps into more general job interviews, uh, I want to talk about I was thinking about it recently. Um, Like uh, when I worked in retail, I worked for Apple and I had to uh, like later when I was a manager, I had to like go to like, I don't know, like conferences and stuff a lot and training things and other store openings. And I just remember this one like training thing where uh, there was like one person there. And even amongst like Apple employees, this person was like insanely diehard Apple. 
And uh, we were talking about like, uh, you know, somebody was like, uh, you ever have like a customer come in to the store to like show you their Apple tattoo? And everybody was like, oh, yeah. And then uh, this guy was like, yeah, this guy came in once and he had an Apple tattoo on his throat, like right on like his uh, Adam's apple. That's not safe. Is it safe? <laughs> uh, who knows? It depends on how thick your skin is. But uh, how much can you like a corporation? But we were like, ah. Uh, and this one guy was like, I would have invited him in for a job interview. And I was like, I'm not going to buy a computer as a customer. I'm coming into a place and the guy's got a tattoo of uh, the, maybe, the place where maybe he works. Maybe as a customer, you think like this guy himself is a product. Uh, but, or Yeah. And then next thing you know, somebody's taking him home. Yeah. That's uh, cool. And you're, well, is it cool, maybe Tim? They're Slavery? Paying. Oh, maybe they're paying. Well, that's not... Then that's just a job. That's just <laughs> yeah. a, that's a second that's job. Just them hiring him away. Yeah. Uh, but I was I was thinking about this recently because I was like, yeah. Uh, and the guy showed us a picture of it, and it was like you know like the uh, tatted up dude, like real punk. And uh, I was and I I said that I was like that's a tatted up dude. He's real punk. Um, but I was thinking about I'm like wonder how that guy feels nowadays having a multi trillion dollar. The like the biggest, you know, back then it was like, oh, Apple's the underdog that creative it's still people a use. Freaking company. Oh, though. absolutely. Who cares? Like, uh, you're the guy's still the lamest guy. Even in what was this, two thousand two? Yeah, he's still like the that. lamest guy on. Oh, Earth. I mean, I agree, but I'm just saying. Now, like now it's got to be. Now it's just like, wow, that guy must really like airpods or his iphone i mean before it was like man this guy must really like that colorful computer that the weird college kids have on their <sighs> well yeah because maybe he was a weird college kid himself tim yeah I, I bet he i bet he is still proudly like because he thinks people who like in like bought yeah. apple products but not apple stock in like mm -hmm. the the 90s and 2000 early yeah. 2000s they think like this is all, but I have something to yeah, be proud yeah. of here. I, I'm a I visionary. Yeah. It's like, mm, if you're not rich from it, uh, you're, you're operating at a loss here. <laughs> they got more money out of you than you ever got out of them. Uh, but I was always shocked uh, when I did interviews for retail. And like we would pre-screen people pretty well. Still, just how many like people where it's like, how do you function in society? <laughs> like you're just so dumb. Just like an answering questions like that. Like, what do you do? You know, uh, even simpler questions like, how do you feel about stealing? <laughs> like, it's wrong. It's okay in some situations, or like, it doesn't hurt big corporations and people that would answer that way. And it's like. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, that big corporation is not going to hire you, you knucklehead. Yeah. I mean, part of, I guess, the interview process is... Is to get rid of those people, yeah. Yeah, but also... Tom, you got to stop finishing my sentences. We, we've, we've talked about this. Well, I know what you're going to say, and I can uh, deliver more efficiently sometimes. Um, no, it, it's... it's to You know everybody feels mm. like it's fine to, to, to steal <laughs> from a big corporation. It's just like... How political can you like how 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 much common sense do you have not to say that in an interview? Right. And the amount of common sense you need is very yeah, you're small. Not, but... You're not looking for a choir boy. Right. You're looking for someone who's smart enough to be like I who who is smart enough to say that they won't steal from you. Yeah. And like I don't think I'm trying to think about it. 
I don't think we ever had like, uh, you know, somebody narc on somebody else. Like, and there were times when like people were stealing and I don't know if anybody else knew about it, but, uh, was it really as easy to steal from the Apple store as I was led to believe in the early 2000s? Uh, yeah, there is, there is no alarms on anything. Could you really just like grab an iPod and just walk out with it and nobody would pursue you? Uh, they, sh- they're not supposed to, I mean, mm. but that's the, the case for every store, but like, you know, we, we would uh, have idiots that would sometimes do that. And, you know, again, it was like, You'd bring a knife to work. <laughs> no, again, it was like, that's not coming out of your paycheck. Yeah. Like, don't worry about the, the multi-billion dollar corporation making up the money for that iPod. Don't yeah. go like, you know, get get knifed or shot trying to get it back like the company's not gonna do it's gonna fire you for that so don't do it um yeah that's my message um, if you see someone stealing just freaking look the other way who cares <laughs> unless honestly no seriously what about if it's a priceless piece of art at the museum tim guess what if that museum isn't keeping an eye on it Oh, then they deserve it. They don't it. deserve it. Blaming like, the victim. The museum isn't even looking at it. What is art? Art is there to be looked at. Yeah, well, maybe- If they're not looking at it, then guess what? You don't deserve maybe it. Maybe somebody switched it out with a fake, and it took them a little while to realize. Or somebody did in you know in the middle of the night, like a cat burglar. Still be looking at it. <laughs> if you want to have art, and you, you're serious about having art, you should always have someone looking at that art. Yeah, so you don't think like the police should uh, help out in these cases? No. Yeah, they should just, if anything, chastise the museum for not keeping a close enough eye on its art. Helps out. Uh, when the, yeah, the police help out when somebody steals from a museum. They're like, this is like a movie. Yeah, we want to help. A lot of things happen in the movies that, that don't happen in real no, life. No, Tim, I, again, I've watched a lot of shows. A lot of movies. <laughs> no, I've watched a lot of documentaries about stealing and stuff. Yeah. And the police, sometimes the FBI, they love to get involved. You know a lot about stealing, Tom. Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, I know a lot if you don't want it to happen to you. Would you ever flag down a store employee if you saw somebody stealing from the store? Uh, No. Okay. Because I think that would just like, I mean, it would depend. Like if it was like a small mom and pop shop, sure. Okay. But if it were like. You, when's the last time you've been in a small mom and pop shop? I, like a bodega or something, okay. like a corner place. But I'd also be real careful about it. You would never do that. I'd be like, you might want to check in the back. All right. After okay. I paid and I was like walking out of the store. Wouldn't you be afraid that it might be a bad grandpa prank and <laughs> then you're going to be in the next bad grandpa uh, narking out the Damn. bad grandpa? I I will say it right here, right now. I'm never signing a release for a bad grandpa. Not <laughs> yeah. bad grandpa two, not bad grandpa three. Not going to do it. I'll never sign a release for anything. Anything I'm not getting paid for. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've so, we've talked about this on here, the show. Listen up. Hollywood. Yeah. The hidden camera prank yeah, shows. Don't prank us. Yeah. Or prank us, but then freaking pay us already. Yeah. Pay or- up. Or Pay else. up Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> well, Tim, I don't think yeah. he's the most powerful man in Hollywood. Tom. I, I don't. You don't think you he, know his name? I don't think he does prank shows. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I. Yeah, I would never sign any of those things. Uh, yeah. 
All right, let's get to some <laughs> job interview questions. Job stuff. interview questions. Tim, uh, I looked up on uh, Indeed.com. Uh, they had uh, a list of their top top eight tips. I got a undubitably, indubitably.com. <laughs> well, it sounds like it's probably hard to spell. You probably go to the wrong site a lot. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to go over some of these tips if I can. All Is right. that okay with you? Sure. Tip these no- are tips? Yeah. Okay. Tip number one, research the company and interviewer. And interviewer. Yeah. I don't Find like out where they live. Find out where they hang out, what their routines are, what time they leave for work, what time they come home from work, what they do on the weekends, if they have a security system in their house, if they seem like they're a gun owner or not. I don't like when I'm interviewing... I. When I, whenever I have interviewed someone and they mm. know anything about me. Oh, absolutely. The same things happen to me. When they're like, oh, well, of course, in your experience, blah, 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 I'm just like, who the fuck told you? <laughs> who told you this? Yeah. Who, who, who's, who's, who's the rat? Who's out there telling people things about me? Yeah. Tell, hey, whoever told you that, keep, tell them to keep my name out of their goddamn mouth. Yeah. I also feel like anytime that's happened for me, it's been like something where when they mention it, I'm like, huh? And I'm like, oh, right. Oh, I, maybe just mostly, I guess, because of the context. But oftentimes it's like, you know, they look me up on LinkedIn or something mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, that's that LinkedIn. That's all full of lies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are all gross yeah. exaggerations. Yeah. Um, no, but it's like, oh, that was, you know, a job I did like 10 years ago or something or yeah. like through like a site like LinkedIn. They'll be like, oh, you know, so and so. And I'm like, who? And then the big so and so. And then I'll like look them up and be like. Oh yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> vaguely remember this person. Yeah, I'm bad at remembering uh, like uh, faces. Well, I don't think it's necessarily even that. I think sometimes I will run into situations where it's like somebody I worked with more than a decade ago, and it's like, oh, this person doesn't look the same anymore. And I, you know, I I like this person, but I haven't thought about them in ten years, so. Right. Are you friends with? Have you ever been friends with any of your coworkers? Yeah, oh, I never do that. Um, yeah, yeah, I've been. Yeah, I pretty much every job I've had, which I haven't have been so that few friends. <laughs> I haven't had that many jobs, Tim. Uh, <laughs> next tip. Next tip. Um, uh, practice answers to common questions. Right. Um, or some common questions. Uh, how old are you? <laughs> practice that i don't think you're allowed to ask that in an interview actually uh what are the last four digits of your social what's your mother's maiden name yeah and first pet then later on you ask them what what are the first three digits of your social yeah but you got to mix it up (laughs) right so they don't realize uh the what's your biggest weakness which i remember just like i work too hard see they tim it takes some there whoa We've never had. Usually people say it's stealing <laughs> or uh, laziness or they have a substance abuse problem. But you, you, know, if you look your at biggest this, problem is you work too yeah, hard. If you look well, at that, this weakness. That's a good thing for yeah, me. Yeah, if you look at it from another angle, that could be a positive. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily. But I guess I, I can see how you think it's a weakness. 
Yeah. Also, if somebody thinks working hard is a weakness, maybe you don't want them working for you. Yeah. Well, you know what? Around here, we we want our people to work hard. Yeah. We this don't is, want this somebody to think uh, they head, failed because they worked hard. This isn't a head shop or something where you can just uh, smoke doobies all day. And if you're working too hard, it's like, hey, man, you're freaking the customers out. Stop working so hard. I don't want to work at a hood shop ever. (laughs) I don't either. I don't think I'd get along with the clientele. (laughs) I was going to say, I bet people at head shops get like the weirdest questions all day. Probably just like ask questions about like drugs they don't know about. Like, hey, could I use this for, you know, uh, Pindle Pap? And they're like, I don't know. The head shop guys know what Pindle Pap is. The good ones do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But not the ones that work too hard and as such get get kicked out. And now they're looking for another job. Uh, Where do you see yourself in five years? They want to they want to see that you got a you got a plan. Yeah, I uh I had a job interview once where um somebody asked me, I think they asked me like what's your biggest weakness type question? And usually my answer is I don't have any. <laughs> really? They, which they like to hear, Tim. They like to hear that you have the self-awareness to know that you don't have any weaknesses. Yeah. Um no, they asked me, you why know, would you hire me if I had any weaknesses? <laughs> um no, they like uh uh no how did it go um they yeah that's what i i think they asked me if i had any weaknesses and i like gave you know the the kind of answer you're supposed to and literally the guy my pants (laughs) once a month or so (laughs) and literally the guy was like that's a bullshit answer uh but like we had a friendly rapport so it was fine yeah but then guess what later on when when it was time for me to ask questions, when he asked answer one of the questions, I said that was a bullshit answer. And guess what? You didn't get the job. <laughs> we we founded Google together. Uh, no, I did get the job because huh. by then it was like there was like a good rapport. Yeah. Uh, I would say that that's part of it. Like try and establish some kind of a rapport. If somebody curses, curse back at them. If yeah. you angrily. <laughs> And someone said something to, about your mother. Try back ten times harder about their mother. If somebody curses, try and curse back as quickly as possible. <laughs> with with like a higher level curse. Right. They say ass. Say fuck. Go right to fuck. Yeah, and just uh, as quick as, as a, loud, fuck. Yeah, and as aggressively as possible. Yeah, like if they're like, oh yeah, you know, uh, last quarter we were really out on our ass. Fuck. Yeah, they like and the they'll they'll like, they'll be like, oh, this guy's cool. Oh, bold. Yeah, another another alpha male. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the person that's interviewing you isn't an alpha male. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise they might get uh, intimidated. Tom, I will say this about the the uh, the questions that like are you know the uh, what's your biggest yeah, weakness yeah. and stuff. Like, I don't know about you, but like many times, uh, the interviewer has to ask questions that they don't give right, a shit about. Yeah, yeah. Like if you ever get from an interviewer like a tell me about a time at work where in like you know yeah. that whole yeah, line oh, of questioning. Yeah. That's always like that guy didn't think of that question. <laughs> he doesn't care about your your answer. <laughs> well I remember like HR so, told him to say that. So many times at jobs where I've been a manager, like having to do an interview last minute because like 
somebody showed up that everybody forgot about, yeah. you know, somebody scheduling any kind of freaking cops <laughs> organization well, like, that you worked for. Well, like somebody would schedule an interview, but then they had some other crisis they had to deal with. Yeah. So they were like, can you just do an interview? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I would just resort to like, yeah, I don't, I, I mean, sometimes I was doing it. It's like, I don't really know what this job is. So I'm just going to ask you. Yeah. And it sucks, but like, it's going to ask you out on a date. <laughs> it's, it's not illegal if you don't work here yet. Exactly. And if the person wasn't supposed to interview you, <laughs> um, no, I like, I don't know. It sucks that those questions exist, but I feel like there there is almost a like I have to ask you some questions to make sure you're not a complete maniac. Right. <laughs> also, it's like I think a lot of the interview process is like, can you answer a question? <laughs> can you put together a few coherent sentences yeah. that are concise, mm-hmm. vaguely answer the question, right? And don't sound insane. Yeah. Right. And like, that's, that's like, that's like 99% of it. It's just yeah. like, are you going to talk for 10 minutes about nonsense? Like Sarah Palin in like yeah. 2008, mm. or are you just going to like say a couple things that relevant to what I asked and right. then we're going to move on. I will say actually bullshit. that I do remember doing interviews where I asked that, that line of questioning of like, can you tell me about a time you had a challenge at work and mm-hmm. you had to figure out a solution and implement it or whatever. And like, sometimes I would get answers where it's like, okay, let's wrap up the interview <laughs> because the problem, sometimes it would be like a problem that they caused <laughs> like where, and, and not like by accident by like, Oh, you shouldn't have been doing that. <laughs> uh, and then sometimes sometimes people would it would be like so me and georgie in the back we had this scheme right yeah. where we'd have an open box he'd mark it down for me sell it to me at a well, criminally I mean, low i don't know if that kind of and thing I, ever happens i would have another product that georgie wanted i'd mark that down uh, i scratch georgie's back he scratches mine then georgie decides he's gonna fuck me over <laughs> and flip <laughs> um no, but so that was a challenging experience <laughs> I had at work. No, and then sometimes people would have like legit problems where like I'd be like, okay, like so far so good. And then the way they would solve it would be by like shoving the responsibility off to somebody else or like hiding it from from anybody else finding mm-hmm. out. Um, which also is not yeah. so like sometimes that line of questioning was actually yeah. uh you got an idea, and then sometimes or like some of you like oh, my coworker was an asshole. Yeah, well, and sometimes people would explain problems and like hearing what they thought was a problem. Sometimes, and like the way they would describe it, you'd be like, "Oh, you're gonna have to deal with way bigger problems. Like that is not a you're describing like a regular transaction. Like I remember at the store, like people would be like, "Oh, this woman came in for a return, but she didn't have a receipt." Uh, so I asked her if she had a credit card that she bought it with and we could look it up that way. And it's like, that's the biggest problem you've ever dealt with. You're going to have to do that 20 times a day here. Well, some people have charmed lives, my friend. (laughs) Uh, number three, reread the job description. Uh, I think that's a, that's a good. Yeah. Don't just read it once. Remember what you applied for. Although I feel like, uh, 
I don't know, maybe it was just like the place I was in my career. Like I interviewed for a lot of jobs where like the job descriptions were vague. <laughs> like a lot of jobs where it was like, we don't have anybody doing this yet, mm-hmm. but we want to have somebody doing it. So it's going to be like, but nobody here like knows about it. <laughs> so we're going to describe the job and like, you are not qualified for these jobs, Tom. Uh, no, they, it was a lot of times like the people putting like the HR people putting together a description or something were not really sure what the job was. What I'm saying is those are, you got to read between the lines. I'm qualified for every job. No, if it was that that I've ever interviewed for, they had somebody in mind and had to go through the motions. (laughs) No, because I had, uh, like the last time I went, you know, the story, but the last time I went for job interviews, I was interviewing with like three different companies. Is that Halliburton, Blackwater, (laughs) and the Bush White House? Um, No, uh, two companies I was interviewing with at the same time that will remain nameless because one is sometimes a sponsor of the show, although I do not hold any ill feelings towards them. Um, Ned? No, it wasn't Ned, Tim. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Ned's been a company for like three months. Yeah. And they're uh, doing great from what I They're understand. doing great. They make a great product. Yeah. I used their product last night to go to sleep. Yeah. Um, and we've been pronouncing it Peonia wrong. Yeah. Somebody wrote in. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, this isn't an ad for Ned. Um, Is it though? <laughs> the, uh, send him an invoice. <laughs> What was I saying? Now you knocked me off track completely. You were interviewing at three different places. Oh, yeah. and um, You don't like it when people interrupt you when you're trying to talk, do you? Two of the places. uh, We're really dumb and stupid like you and your dumb face. (laughs) Your whole dumb family. Tim, if this is the way you act on job interviews, it's it's no wonder. Do you uh, think you're interviewing me for a job every week? Do you think (laughs) Yeah, Tim, and I'm, I'm close to making a decision. Uh, really, every week I leave my house, I say to my wife, like, ah, another round. But yeah, I'm really that, not sure if you're... What the qu- hell is your dog doing? <laughs> She's scratching How herself. How is your dog making this much noise? <laughs> the hell, all hell is breaking loose. I, I had two different jobs. <laughs> I was Ginger, stop it. <laughs> just, just hitting the floor like thumper, scratching <laughs> herself. Uh Two different jobs I was interviewing that, like you were saying, I had to come in for like four rounds of job interviews. And then like the second to last round would be like, we're going to have like round robin everybody from the company over like four hours come in here. It's like, can you use all of your vacation time for your current job (laughs) to come in here? Uh, And sometimes it was like, yeah, we're going to we're going to have like everybody interview you. So part of that is going to be like pulling some like vice president that does not want to be doing this right now and was not given any heads up there. We're going to pull her in and she's going to be like, you know, just not happy with the situation at all. Um, But two different jobs that uh, both told me, like, we're making a decision this week. We're down between you and one other candidate. And then both of them call me up and say, we decided not to hire either of you. So, and you down easy. It presented it, no, presented it to me in a way such that it was like, um, we're not hiring either of you. So you can't feel bad. 
Right. <laughs> somebody didn't get they the job. They hired the other guy. Somebody, uh, yeah. No, no, no. They did. They just no, told they, you they didn't hire anybody. Why would they lie about because, that? Because so you'd feel good about yourself. And then I didn't freaking feel good. years later, no, you're got, still like, hey, this is great. <laughs> no, no, I didn't feel that way at all because all I felt was like, oh, wow. So this was a tremendous waste of time for everyone. Yeah. Uh, because I. That's what life is. Well, it goes, but it goes with my other complaints. Both of these jobs <clears throat> were like vaguely. Uh, new positions that they didn't really know what these positions would be completely. And it also seemed like they didn't know like what level of person they wanted uh, and like how much they were going to pay uh, for the, for the jobs. Um, so it, it both were just very frustrating because it was like, Oh, you guys didn't all like get together before and decide like, here's how much we're willing to pay for somebody. Here's uh, like what the job's going to entail. Yeah. They're all just, they're, you know, shuffling papers around at work every day. Like most people. That's what I said. I was like, it's just going to be shuffling papers around all day. Yeah. Could do that. Yeah. One time, Tom, the, my biggest pet peeve, mm-hmm. um, the last time I interviewed for jobs, which was like years ago, we're out of touch. Yeah. Um, I, I will say too, actually, uh, real quick, because before I forget it, that in both these cases, the person that like was responsible for the hiring was not the same person I would be reporting to. And that by the time like that person was brought in, I think they were like... This is a detail. They were no, like, oh, why did you bring in these people? It. This it's, isn't the kind of people why, I want. This is why you... They're overqualified. He's too right. smart. He's too smart and handsome. Yeah, he's too good looking. None of the people are getting... wiener was too big. It, it, <laughs> so, it made me uncomfortable. He, he insisted on doing a drug test in front of me. <laughs> uh, there was like... Uh, I don't know if it's still this way. I think it's fucked up. Mm. Um, if you'll go through several you rounds... You do job interviews on TikTok now, Tim. Uh, you go through several rounds of interviews, uh-huh. and like you're getting close, and then you just never hear from them, and then oh, they yeah. don't they answer your you. emails at yeah. all. Yeah, I've heard that that happens a lot now, which is even more which insane. Is insane. Yeah, incredibly rude. Especially like you can do the most impersonal, just like a form email, just yeah. to to like close the book. Oh, so uh, somebody, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been with just, some big evil bank that launders money for terrorists that I uh, <laughs> that I interviewed at like uh-huh. a decade ago. Yeah, um, and I went in like I went in for like seven interviews. Like I yeah. met everybody except for like the CEO of the bank. Mm-hmm. And then like I was like, oh, that went well. And then like followed up like like that went well. I was really talking up uh, how much I agree with that terrorist organization's ideals. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and these sickos, they like to hear that shit. <laughs> fucking banks i don't even remember what bank it was anyway what were we talking about uh but you just never heard back from them no and i and i like i emailed hr i called hr and they just like never got back to me. yeah luckily i never had that happen and the one time i thought it happened i called because it had been like three weeks or something and i was just like i just need to like stop thinking about this and they were like oh yeah, we want to hire you. <laughs> it was, I didn't call. I emailed. 
Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, we want to hire you. It's like, what? Why did you wait for me to, to ask? <laughs> they like, wanted to see if you had initiative. You took initiative. Well, even that wasn't really in. No, because that's the other thing. Like, don't that. Here's one of Tom's tips. Like, don't email too quickly right away. You know, sometimes I would I would interview people and they would be like emailing every day asking, uh, like, send a nice thank you yeah. email. If you don't but, do the thank you email. You're a, you're a dingus. Uh, yeah, you're a moron. Yeah. But don't overdo it, too. Sometimes. Like, Thanks for talking with me. It was great hearing about the company. Yeah. And and if there is anything to follow up on. Yeah. Uh, that like you didn't know off the top of your head. But, you know, yeah, you put your glamour shots in there. <laughs> your poetry, your create your short stories. Um, no, but like I've worked jobs where like people have sent like gift baskets afterwards, yeah. and it's like ah, this like, I mean, and they've never been the people that were like top of my. Actually, one was, and and that person was hired. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but you know what? I blame the freaking companies. But I like, wasn't impressed. But other people yeah. were like, oh. But just I like that, like these uh the the startup world Uh before it got like super mature like they would be like oh look at this guy we hired this guy uh his resume came in in the form of a rap that he performed (laughs) and that was so creative and now they all have to put on their websites like please Please just follow yeah (laughs) just just uh follow the procedures we're not if you send your cover letter on a boomerang or whatever it's not we're not gonna well what are they gonna do tim throw it out it's gonna come right back yeah that's true uh i don't have time for the rest of indeed's tips they're they're the rest aren't good they're uh recruit a friend to practice sure have you ever done that no sit and be like all right Tom, now you interview me, and I'm like any any question I answered sincerely, you'd be like, "What a loser!" Yeah, you say that. I mean, that's also maybe you're something ugly. you could do with a romantic partner, somebody yeah. you feel more uh, comfortable oh. being vulnerable with. Tim, that's true. Uh, prepare so a list of constantly belittling you. <laughs> prepare a list of references. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're gonna ask for. They're going to ask for him and like and prep those references. Be like, hey, heads up, you might get because sometimes somebody would be like, oh, I'm going to Tahiti for a month or whatever. I'm throwing my phone in the ocean. Uh, be prepared with examples of your work and prepare smart questions for interviewers. I will say that that's another Boring good one. Though. Part. Prepare you don't have to do this. Uh, prepare questions ahead of time. Don't try and think of them uh, off the yeah, top. Of course, Tim. Let's do the plugs and then I'll give my tips. Oh, Tom's tips? Yeah, right. Tom's hey, tips. Hey, stick around after the plugs because you're not going to want to miss Tom's tips. Uh, TCGT.com is our website to find out more. You can go to TCGT.com slash live to buy live tickets to our show October 5th in New York City or New York City live streamed over the web. You can buy those tickets to you. Anywhere on earth. TCGT.com slash live. Uh, sign up for our Patreon. Patreon.com slash complete guide. This week, a new season series of books the podcast begins. With the novelization of the film Junior. Yes. Uh, Tim is reading the novelization of the 1994 film Junior. Yeah, it sounds about right. Uh, starring all Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito, and uh, who's the other one? Emma Thompson? Um, well, more importantly, the book is written by uh, Leonore Fleischer. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, we got to know who the author is. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Complete Guide. You can get those episodes and all the back catalog of books to podcasts at all. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Complete Guide. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal, Tim. Uh, that's all the plugs I'm going to do for today because I got to get to these. There's tips a Discord. Then. There's a Reddit. They're um, all on the website. Uh, Tim, here I have three tips. Tom's three top tips. The T is also alliterative in three, even though. Yes, uh, Tom's tray tips. You know, a trio. Tom's trio of top tips. Right. Number one, have a drink or two before you go in for an interview. Have you ever done this? No. I've done this. I, wanted to, I, did, I didn't lose three <laughs> jobs where they lied to me and said they didn't hire anybody. Was the other person also showing up drunk? Not drunk. But a little loose, <laughs> loosen up a little bit. You know, if you if you're too nervous, you need something. If you need something to take the edge off, now be very careful because you don't want to take off any more than the edge, because <laughs> then you're going to wind up in trouble. Yeah, uh, and also bring mouthwash if you're in. Did do you this. do this? Did you? Yeah, have- like I I remember I like showed up early for an interview. I was like so nervous. I went to a bar and just got a shot of whiskey. And then I was like, whoo, all right. Now I feel uh, drunk. Uh, now, now I feel like life's worth living. Uh, number two, don't show up covered in sweat, oh, which I've yeah. also done for every interview I've ever had as a result of like often it being warm when I've been looking for jobs. Uh, I'm a very sweaty person. And then uh, I'm nervous and also probably running late. That's that's an actual tip. Um just like get there like an hour early if you need to. Yeah. And then if, go to a Dwayne Reed. It's gonna be air conditioned in there. It's nice. Yeah. Just walk the aisles. I, I will say that I've I've done that in other job interviews in the sea where yeah, I just go into like a CVS or something mm. where I'm like, all right, I'm a half hour early. Uh I didn't have to like hurry. I'm not nervous, as nervous, so I'm not sweaty. And now I'm gonna stand under an air conditioner for a half hour to make sure I'm not coated in sweat. Uh, and number three, act like you don't want the job. Yeah, like a little aloof. A little aloof. Better than it. Yeah. Like you should be interviewing the interviewer. Yeah. Well, I mean. To leave that shitty company. (laughs) The best, I mean, it's hard to do. Uh, it's very hard to do when you badly need the job. Um, but I mean, there's no better situation than like having a job that you're not necessarily looking to leave, but taking an interview just mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, you know, let me see what they're talking about. Let me see what they're offering, um, because then you're just like very confident and you don't yeah. care about you well, turn the chair around like Dwayne Wayne, like Dwayne Reed. Uh <laughs> Yeah, but but you're just like ah, like uh, this yeah, is. I don't I'm need not, this. I'm yeah. not being interviewed. This is like a conversation. That's what to I've... see if I'm a good fit. Yeah. To see if this is something I want too. I mean, and also I will say a legitimate tip. Keep that in mind. That like you shouldn't be like I just want. Don't don't be like one of these people who are in the Bachelorette or whatever, where you're just like I want it. I'm here for the right reason. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, make sure it's a good fit for you, too. If you have the, you know, obviously, if, if you badly need a job, like, and you got to take whatever you can get. But if you're not in that situation. That's uh, what I would always hate about interviewing people. I don't like being like, all right, well, 
you know, most of these people aren't going to get the job. Yeah. That sucks. Why, 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 why am I, why nah. I involved in this? In somebody's, I, uh, you know, setbacks in their life. I don't yeah. want to be involved in anybody's <laughs> setbacks. Well, that's what I would hate. Like sometimes at jobs, I would get pulled into interviews, uh, other people's interviews that they'd be like, oh, I want like help, you know, interviewing. And it would be like the 12th person they were interviewing for the job. And it's like, don't interview this many people. And like, if you're getting this many bad candidates, like if you haven't found anybody, like take Just another look the business. You don't need, you're, you're not good <laughs> no, at Take it. another look at, at, you know, with the, the listing and, and yeah. how much you're offering. Cause like, I've seen that where it's like, we can't find anybody good. And then it's like, how much does the job pay? And they tell you, it's like, oh yeah. Cause you're not going to find anybody good. That's yeah. willing to do this difficult job for that amount of money or whatever. Juggling. Juggling fiery, uh, Ju- juggling fiery uh, bowling pins yeah. all day, eight hours a day, yeah. no breaks. You can't do that for cheap, Tom. Do you know these people that are uh, always like hopping around from? Uh, this, yeah, it's a very New York thing, I think, yeah, or like yeah. a big city thing where mm-hmm. it's just like nobody stays at a job for, or people who don't stay at a job for more than like a year and a half or yeah. two years. It's just like. You're maniac. I never want <laughs> well, to go to on un- a job interview again for the rest of my Unfortunately, life. Unfortunately, in a lot of careers, that's like the only way you can move up. Yeah. Like a lot of places. I'd be w- happy. Like <laughs> the quality of life of not having to go to a job interview. <laughs> yeah. I'd be stuck in the same, you know, dead end job for the rest of my life if I needed to be, if I didn't have to like try to figure out, make sure the, the shirt is ironed. <laughs> Um, <laughs> these are the things you're worried about well, yeah, like, making sure a shirt is ironed all that and then like making sure that like uh, like one time I went to an interview at like a cool place and I was way overdressed for the interview like uh-huh. wearing the right clothes making sure that like yeah, you don't fits. look like a, a, a weirdo in them uh, like figuring out how your personal style fits in with the company's personal style like yeah, that's, yeah. Like, you don't want to overdo too. it yeah, yeah. And like you, if you're going back three different times, you can't wear the same goddamn outfit every every time. Yeah, and I don't know. And then just like, I just don't want to deal with any of that ever again in my life. I never yeah. want to be in that position where like I'm, you know, trying to convince somebody like to change my life significantly. Well, Tim, I'm afraid you don't have the job. See you next week. Well, maybe I won't. <laughs> no, Tim. Uh, th- so, yeah, I thought I was pretty clear about that. Thank you for your time. We're, we're deciding to go in a different direction. <laughs> Nobody at all? <laughs> Nobody at all. It's just going to be you next week. Yeah, Tim, it turns out we should have uh, written the job description better because uh, we weren't. We didn't get the right candidates. Well, it was a grueling 12-year process. <laughs> and I'll be honest, Tim. Drinking during most of these <laughs> interviews has not helped I had to agree with you there. Luckily, it's not not what it came down to, but it it certainly didn't help. Tough but fair. Thank you for the feedback. All right. We'll see you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.